Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And you are listening to It Takes Two, the podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them. And in this episode we watched the uh, very well-known E.T. and the lesser-known Mac and Me. Absolutely. They're the same movie. <laughs> yeah, almost. It's um, Mac and Me was the longest... 99 minute long coca-cola slash mcdonald's ad i've ever seen yeah yeah um that's 100% what it is <laughs> now i want to start this with something that we normally put towards the end just because it amazed me so much though i've ruined it now i think which of these movies nick do you think had the larger budget well i just looked at it oh why are you spoiling it for yourself well, I knew which one it was. You knew that Mac and Me had a larger budget? Yeah. Than E.T.? Yeah. How? It, How was, it... it was six years later, so inflation. Mm, I just, like, I can't believe that Mac and Me had a larger budget than E.T. It's ridiculous. So the budget for Mac and Me was $13 million. Yeah. That movie was made with $13 million. What yeah. did they spend it on? Clearly, the um, the choreography lessons for the giant dance number in the McDonald's. True. That McDonald's is not a real functional McDonald's, though. Yeah, it didn't look like a real functional McDonald's. It is a real McDonald's, but it's not a real functional McDonald's. It's a McDonald's that was built specifically to fill McDonald's commercials in. Yeah, because, like, we're jumping ahead, folks, but it's fine, because... Um, the, the storyline of Mac and Me makes no sense anyway. Um, if you've seen E.T., just picture E.T., but with... Coca-Cola placements. With so many Coca-Cola placements that, like, E.T. is kept alive on, like, an IV of Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's pretty much the story of Mac and Me. I actually counted. Oh, like, did you? I wrote down every single time a Coca-Cola appears on screen. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. Wow. Um... Rewatching E.T., because I don't remember the last time. I, I must have watched it recently. When I say recently, I say within the last... 15 years. I would say earlier than that, maybe 10. Okay. Um, it's interesting watching it as an adult now, because the tone of the movie is a little bit different as an adult because I understand where the adults in the movie are coming from. Right. And as a person who loves science fiction, the and like I mentioned in our live show when um, at the end of Galaxy Quest, when the government would have turned up and interviewed the so-called celebrities who were literally just in space and yep. interacting with aliens, and there was an alien spaceship that's crashed in a convention center. Yeah. They'd be in rooms being tested for, like, weeks to make sure they're not carrying some sort of, like, intergalactic pathogen that could wipe out the entire human race. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that's, jump, that's jumping way forward. But, yeah, no, the, the tone's definitely different as an adult watching E.T., the extraterrestrial, again. Well, I mean, it helps that the adults aren't all idiots. Yeah. Because you get in a lot of kids' movies, 
And I mean, I would say in Mac and Me, 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, that, like, you know, the kids are the only ones who can figure out what's going on and the adults are all really stupid. Yeah. Whereas the adults in E.T., like, the kids in E.T. think they're the only ones that know what's going on and the adults in E.T. are actually intelligent, complex people. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the government in Mac and Me are just literally goons. Yeah, they're just a bunch of guys in suits that keep running around and, like, slipping on the floor and falling over. Yeah, That's and they're all wearing the same outfit, which is, like, a three-piece grey suit. Yeah, they're wearing the exact same suit. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we've jumped around quite a bit. If you haven't seen Mac and Me... Don't watch it. <laughs> if, you haven't seen, if you haven't seen Mac and Me, watch any Paul Rudd interview on Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Um, it's... It's weird. Yes. Um, so. That's it. End of episode. Yeah, end of episode. If you no, haven't no. watched Mac and Me, it's weird. Um, so they're on a moon. Mac and his family. They're not even, it's not even named Mac. It's like, what is it? Something alien I creature? Think mysterious alien M- creature. Mysterious That's alien because creature. E.T. is named after the words extraterrestrial. And yeah. they were like, oh yeah, we'll call them Mac. Mysterious alien creature. Um... By the way, Mac and Me is a free and available on YouTube. Yes, if you're interested. in 360p. Yeah. The best way to watch an hour and 15 minute the long. 13 million dollar movie. <laughs> yeah, 13 million dollar McDonald's ad. Th- and Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah, so it starts off on a moon of Saturn. Mm-hmm. And the family are wandering around just drinking Coca-Cola out of the ground. Yeah, so the moons of Saturn all have Coca-Cola inside them and the straws grow naturally there so that you can pick a straw and put it in the ground and drink coca-cola out of the ground on the moon in case you didn't know that's a science fact yeah and um there is one thing that i did find interesting did the mac race produce some form of like like static electricity because everything they touch explodes. explodes Yeah, I don't know. And they can power electronic, um, like, toys and appliances through uh, proximity. Yeah, so E.T. has, like, plant powers and he can, like... Well, because they're botanists. Exactly. So they had to do something similar and they decided that what it should be is electrocute people. Yeah. And it explode things. Um, So, yes, It's, it's a weird movie. It's yeah. a weird movie. I do want to say, I have a very positive... Well, not a very positive thing. I have one singular positive to talk about with Mike and me. It's the only thing positive about the movie. You'll be the first person out of the millions of YouTubers who have done reviews of this movie. Yeah, because it's a terrible... Movie. It's a terrible movie. Go on, hit, uh, hit us, hit us Lisa. I think um, the way they handled disability was really good. Because they have... A disabled child actor playing a character with the same disability. Yeah. Um, he, it. They don't make a deal out of it. They don't like, you know, the whole nothing in it. Actually, literally nothing. The only time it's used like is when he rolls down a hill twice. Yeah. Well, the second time he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. The first time he's just drowning. Yeah. The first time he he like rolls down the hill by accident and then falls off a cliff and drowns and Max saves him. Yeah. Which is the clip that Paul Rudd shows at Conan O'Brien every time he does an interview. Um, 
So it was the only part of Mac Me I had seen before today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the second time is he's using it to his advantage to get away from the goons. Yeah. But um, yeah, other than like that's the only time it's used in any kind of gimmicky way, and it's not even really used as a gimmick. It's just like you know, it makes sense that that's you know, the wheelchair is a prop, and it makes sense to do that with it. But they don't like make a big deal about his disability, or you know, no no one bats an eye at it, his family don't treat him differently because of it, things like that. Yeah. And towards the end of the movie, I won't quite spoil it yet, but he suffers an injury that I won't describe. And um, the aliens heal him, and when they heal him, they don't, like, magically remove his disability, which is what a lot of movies do, which is, like, actually pretty shitty towards real disabled people because it's like oh you know uh you'll be better if we do this um rather than like just treating them as people so it's actually a really good way to handle a disability in a movie because that happens in paul does now, it now that you mention it they they heal the yeah, paul, paul heals a um a, a, the main female character's eye right i hate that yeah. I don't even remember that happening, Paul. I've only seen it once a long time okay. ago. I've watched it many times. But, um, it's a funny movie. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, so that's so that's my plug for the one good thing that Makami does is that. Um, and they specifically... Because uh, I don't know why they decided to write the characters this way as um, having spina, spina bifida. But they specifically found a child actor with spina bifida to cast, to cast as him. So are you just looking at how many times you've written the word coke? And no, okay. one of my notes just says cancerous nutsack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, jeez. Um, I think I was describing the way Mac and his family look. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they look very strange. Like, the, I don't... Like, E.T. looks amazing. Um... Even now, like the the um, practical effects, ET looks great. Well, they spent one million of their ten million dollar budget on the puppets and animatronics yeah. in ET, not yeah. Mac and Me. But in ET, they're just covered with like a poorly painted latex. No, in Mac and Me. Mac and Me, sorry, they're just covered with this poorly latex, like yeah. poorly painted and weathered latex yeah. suits. With these identical masks with the mouth like open in a little O shape and the eyes wide open. Yeah. And they just have that expression constantly. <laughs> I just don't understand what they spent the money on. Because they didn't spend it on the aliens and how they look. They yeah. didn't spend it on any... There's no, like, visual effects. There's a moment where, like, something is on fire, and what they've done is they've got, like, stock footage of a fire and superimposed it over the footage they actually filmed, and yeah. they've dimmed down the footage they actually filmed, so it's so dark you can't actually even tell what's happening behind the superimposed fire. Like... Like I said, it's a choreography for the dance sequences. Yeah, that makes no sense... Like, in context of the film, because, like, it's a birthday party, but all the kids know the exact same choreographed dance and are doing it perfectly in time with each other. Including Ronald. Ronald's in there. Yes. Speaking of Ronald, fun fact. <laughs> Ronald McDonald is the only fictional character to have ever won a Razzie yeah. or worst new actor or new, worst newcomer in Mac and Me. Because they put, in the credits at the end, they put Ronald McDonald as himself. himself. yeah. 
Okay, let's go through here. Um, so yes, I'm going to get into nitty gritty here. Um, this is the the Nick corner of nitty grittiness. Nice. Um, nitty gritty Nick corner. So normally, when it comes to um, space exploration, when it comes to American space exploration, it's revolving around NASA. Mm-hmm. NASA is not a government, um, a military. It is a government funded, but it's not a military funded. Um, organization. It is um, funded by the taxpayers and that's why everything that they discover has to be public knowledge within I think it's like 48 hours. Right. Um, the interesting thing about the satellite that vacuums up m- m- the Mac family um, yeah. from one of the moons of Saturn, it's not easy to tell from because all you just get is like they're on a moon and then there's Saturn in the background. Um, when they arrive back on Earth, it is a, there is no NASA, um, symbol on the space probe, Mm -hmm. but there is an American flag and the people that are involved when they, um, they're disassembling the probe and accidentally release the Mac family from it, um, are like generals and military personnel and, and like goonish looking scientists, which in reality, it's not accurate. Yeah, whereas ET feels a lot more accurate with that kind of stuff. Yeah, because they, 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 yeah, it, they definitely bring the government is involved in ET, but it's sort of like um, secondary to the scientists. Yeah, 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 you know, because when you're dealing. In this event, if this actually happened in history or in the future, you would want multiple experts there and the military doing what the military do, but you wouldn't want the military in charge because the first first answer for the military is blow things up and ask questions later. Right, and they have um, medical staff and they're looking after Yeah, and they've ET. got doctors and they're all like, in the scene near the end of the movie, they're all like asking each other their opinions. Yeah, and which, they're real doctors, yeah. by the way, not actors. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense of why they looked much better than... Yeah, yeah. So they're all... The performance was much better. They're all actually ER technicians, like they're emergency room technicians. Um, and because um, Spielberg... First of all, I think I mean I think secretly he just didn't want to write the dialogue, yeah. but also he thought that the dialogue would come across as stilted, said by yeah. uh, actors. So he literally brought in this this team and of emergency doctors and asked them to treat ET like they would an actual patient who came in with those symptoms. Yeah. Um, so all the dialogue there is, I guess, ad libbed, but it's what they would actually say if they were actually looking after a patient, and it makes it a lot more realistic. Speaking of realistic dialogue, I wanted to ask you your thoughts on children's dialogue in these movies, because I know you have thoughts on children's dialogue in movies. Um, obviously, E.T. does it way better. Yeah. Um, Drew Barrymore really stands out as being absolutely fantastic as She's so the little good. sister. She's so um, good. Um, Elliot comes off as super annoying. To his older brother and his friends who are pay- playing a, um, a clearly a ripoff of Dungeons and Dragons. I think they were playing Dungeons and Dragons. No, they do mention the game title. Oh, do they? Because he, he's not called a dungeon master; he's called a game master. Oh, yeah. So okay. I think it's like a you know a copyright free version of Dungeons and Dragons. They're, they're basically playing Dungeons and Dragons. Because yeah. um, I think in the eighties, 
if I remember correctly, they didn't have board setups. Like even HeroQuest, uh, which used the same formula, if, if my memory going back to playing HeroQuest is accurate, as um, I think it was second edition D&D. Mm. Um, and that only had a board, that didn't have walls, and that one clearly has like modular walls, so it's yeah. a little bit more complicated or complex of a game. Um, but anyway, I'm getting off topic here. Um, I've, I'm going to count them up here. So Oh, you can you count the cokes. Uh, Moon of Saturn, yep, check. Coke, electricity, Coke, uh, wheelchair downhill, McDonald's mentioned, Coke twice, Coca-Cola trap, like the rip-off trap of um, Elliot dropping Reese's Pieces. Yes, which also, by the way, was supposed to be a different product placement. Did you know that? Which one? It was supposed to be M&M's. Oh, right, okay. And Mars said they thought E.T. looked too scary and they were afraid people wouldn't buy their product. <laughs> if, um, <laughs> yeah, they thought E.T. looked too scary. They said they, they thought people wouldn't buy their product if they um, put M&M's in the film. So they refused to let them use M&M's. So they used Reese's Pieces instead. And then the uh, sales of Reese's Pieces skyrocketed. Yep. Because people love E.T. <laughs> they were like, I want those. And that was like... Because of how successful that was, more people started doing product placement. For example, Mac and me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, the main character and Mac aren't even friends yet, and we're at six appearances of Coca-Cola. Are you just reading all your notes? No, I'm not reading all my notes. It's not what I do. Yeah, uh, no, it's unusual. Um, so yes, we've got one, two, yeah, six, seven, eight, nine, ten... Uh, McDonald's mentioned again, so this is the second. That's when they're actually at McDonald's. Um, Sears is mentioned twice as well, because that's where the mum works. Oh, okay. Um, and what's the place that they get the ad for? Is it Wix? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here we you here. said 10, 10 cokes already. Okay, so, be so 11, and then Skittles, and then 12... 13. So there's 13 appearances of Coca-Cola products in this movie. That's actually less than I thought from watching it. Because I feel like... There it's was just constantly. Yeah, I feel like there's Coca-Cola on screen pretty much for the entire movie. Yes. The Coca-Cola is the main plot line of the movie. Yes. Um, E.T. has Coca-Cola in it. Yes. There's one mention of Coca-Cola in E.T. Yeah. So obviously whoever wrote this movie... Steven something, I can't remember his last name. Spielberg. No, no. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> just watch that one sequence of... Stuart, Stuart. Raff Raffel. Is there we go. So I was close, it was, it was an S. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah just watch that one scene and yeah. was just like, I'm going to make an entire movie out of this. Yeah. Um, they did, by the way, because we got distracted when I was talking about budgets because um, we didn't talk about box office. So McAmey made $6.4 million in box office. Uh, E.T. made $793 million. Yeah. Um, But McAmey did split their um, their box office with the Ronald McDonald House charities. So the money did actually go, or half of it went to a, a good cause. Half of the money they made or half of the money that's reflected in their box office? Half of the money they made, allegedly. Why? Well, they didn't, there's no profit, so... So they made nothing. So they <laughs> made negative money. So what they did was they actually took money out yeah. of Ronald McDonald. No, so I think it was the box office they split with. 
um, because they didn't have profit because they made less than it cost. That's they made half of what it they, cost. If they were going to give the half the money to charity, they should have made a better movie. Yeah. It reminds me of the celebrity um, Wheel of Fortune skits where they're like with the celebrities playing other celebrities trying to make money for charity and they yeah. just end up with negative money the entire time. Um, yeah, no, it's... Making Me is an interesting movie from just how terrible everybody comes off in it. Like, none of the people are humans. <laughs> like, Mac destroys their entire house. Yes. And then fixes it. Yeah. And it's just moved. Like, even the scene transitions are just so jarring. What was... After he fixes the house, after ruining the house, he's, like, drilling holes in the wall to look at the boy... Yeah. ...from the other side of the room, which is... And then he's suddenly outside and he cuts a hole in the door to look at the boy. Yeah. I don't know how he repairs either of those things. No, but As, my... like, a small child alien with static electricity powers. The thing that concerns me is then there's just a sequence where he's driving one of those electric little, like, kids cars like yeah. the jeep things down the road getting chased by dogs right and that entire sequence happens and it would have been really expensive and it has no consequences to the plot whatsoever yep why i don't know why do they have like a car chase where the cars or oh, it's not really a car chase is it but whatever they have a chase scene where they're chasing after a boy in a wheelchair who's on the road. He's literally wheeling his wheelchair on the road while cars are, like, swerving to avoid him and all crashing. Every car that passes him crashes. That's probably where the budget went. Everyone in the film, by the way, is a terrible driver. Yeah. Not a single person knows how to drive. Every time there's any minor inconvenience, they swerve and swerve in cash. Yeah, into, into yeah. the incoming lane. Because yeah. it's like something hits the windscreen and the guy goes into the other side and is like, what? And causes a four car pileup. Yeah. And it's like, what, like, h- how? You shouldn't be allowed on the road if that's your reaction to something hitting your windscreen. Because you can still the, see yeah, over it. Yeah, not to mention the fact that when that car crash happens, a lady runs in from off scene with a fire extinguisher? Fire extinguisher and puts out an extra who's literally on fire. Yeah. How did that even happen? Just, just, I don't know. It makes no sense. And then with the scene, obviously, where the kid is out in the road with the wheelchair why does no one like slow down or stop or pull over they all just like keep driving at the same speed and just turn their wheel and skid and crash because they're driving american cars i just don't understand how no one in the movie can drive at least in et like the only person you see who can't drive really is the older brother who's a teenager who's only practiced reversing and then he like says that he's like i don't know how to drive forward you know and he does his best um, I, yeah, they're all terrible drivers. I don't think any of those people should be allowed to drive. I don't think, I would say that the writer, director of Mac and Me should never be allowed to get a driver's license. <laughs> I think if the government saw Mac and Me, they would never let that man get a driver's license. Because they'd be like, that man doesn't know how driving works and should not be allowed near a vehicle. That's just my two cents. Fair enough. I just keep reading over one of my own notes um, and trying not to laugh. 
Um, E.T. is a classic and it's very hard to throw shade um, except for the fact that we did watch the edited version because it was a version we had. Yeah, the 20th anniversary version. Um, Steven Spielberg did edit out all the shotguns and replace them with walkie-talkies, but then he felt bad about it, and then when the Blu-ray released, yeah. they put the shotguns back. Uh, so basically we need to get a Blu-ray copy. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Yeah, we'll put it in your... We've got a Blu-ray collection yeah. to add um, Blu-ray ET to it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting... Um, because there is a little bit of CG that they've added in. Um, it's not as bad as the what Lucas did to the original Star Wars, mm. but it's like I remember scenes being different as a kid, but then maybe it was just like rose-tinted glasses mm. where you sort of like blur the lines between all that CG and that's practical. Um, it's just like I think anything with practicality holds up. Um, versus having CG, like, especially, like, if you look at um, how well-aged Jurassic Park is, and then you go, like, even watch Jurassic World, and you're just like, which was recent, and using the best box office of CG, and it's, it's even dating now. I think the example we normally use when we talk about this on the podcast is the Hobbit movies versus the Lord of the Rings movies. Because obviously Lord of the Rings had a lot more practical effects than Hobbit did. Yeah, but there's a... Everyone blames Peter and it wasn't his fault. And that's the issue. Like, that's the (laughs) truth. That's the matter-of-factness about the whole thing. Yeah, no, no, I know that. He was expected to complete the same length of filming, the same length movies... Like, th- I don't know why there's three of them. It yeah. could have been two. Um, but it, but it is shorter, an example of... Yeah, in a shorter amount of time, he wasn't supposed to be the director. The studio forced him to be the director. Like, he was supposed to be the executive producer and much less involved than he was. Mm-hmm. They weren't given time to build anything. Everything had to be CG. Like, it's not fair... No, I'm it's not... It's not a fair example. <laughs> I'm not criticizing, but I'm saying, you know, like your Jurassic Park example, that, like, the VF... Or the, the practical effects hold up much better than the VFX. Um, and that was why you were saying, you know, parts of E.T. do hold up and parts of it don't. Yeah. Um, None of Mac and Me holds up because they should have just CG'd them because... No, the CG yeah. in it is actually terrible. Yeah, yeah. So but so they did practical... They had practical costumes where they just yeah, didn't actually... They looked like cancerous nutsacks yes. the entire time. <laughs> they, uh, they did not um, do the whole E.T. thing of spending $1 million on animatronics and things. And then, yeah. um, you know, having puppets and having it as a suit sometimes. Yeah. Because um, Mac and Me, it's just a suit all the time pretty much and it's the the thing that i the scene that i find the most disturbing um is again inside the mcdonald's birthday party which i went to i think i went to two as a kid did you ever was it a thing in ireland yeah yeah, it was making a mcdonald's birthday party they didn't look anything like what that was no no none of them did we had um i don't know if they had them here in the mcdonald's within mcdonald's in ireland in the 90s i don't think they do anymore they had like little tables that were shaped like um, some kind of leaf and then little mushroom chairs around it. I don't remember that. Okay, because that was like the kids section of McDonald's, so you'd be sitting on these little mushroom chairs and that would be 
the area where you'd be having your kids party. But yeah, I went to a few. Bowling um, was the other big one. A lot of bowling parties as a kid. I don't... Maybe once? I don't remember. Um, I don't know if there was a... Like, if I just went bowling with, like, a school group, like a school afternoon activity, right. or I went with a thing. Um, going to the movies was really popular. Mm, that didn't seem to be popular. I, I did it for my 10th birthday, I think. We went to see Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Um, did, did, did Ireland have the... The, the playgrounds. McDonald's playgrounds? Yeah. I don't remember them. I do remember going to McDonald's in France and going to the playgrounds. But um, I don't have any memories of McDonald's playgrounds in Ireland. That doesn't necessarily mean they weren't there. Because the playgrounds when I was a kid were insane. And yeah. they were massive. Maybe... No, no, no. no I was going to say... They were big, like, slides and things. No, so they oh. had, like, a... Um, a weird trampoline thing oh. that was on so the whole it was a giant grimace right so it was like a purple bowling ball like a bowling pin right uh, like a pear mm-hmm. on springs right so the whole thing moved when you got in it that's weird um, and there was like a cage with a hamburglar so you like it was like a a a, a vertical shaft with a ladder inside it, and mm-hmm. then you crawled into his head, and you were, like, stuck in prison. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. Um, no, I don't remember anything like that. Because there were no ball pits, <laughs> there was no... I can't remember if it was, like, AstroTurf, or, like, that hard rubber stuff. Right, okay. But I remember them having outdoor seating. Yeah. It must have been varied from, varied from, varied from location to location. Yeah, yeah, it would have because been. Because... Obviously, countries are different and therefore their standards are different. Like, you know, KFC in New Zealand is is um, very... The menu was tiny in comparison to a lot of the world. Hmm. Like, apparently KFC in China is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see that even with, you know, um, YouTube channels that we watch where you see uh, McDonald's in Japan or Singapore and, like, all the different... Oh, McDonald's in Japan is, like, a religion <laughs> borderline. Um, this is so many different options. I do have here. a way to bring this back. <laughs> the biology of E.T., mm-hmm. Mac and me, they seem primitive, right? They're literally, literally living on a moon drinking Coca-Cola out of the rocks. The biology of E.T. is interesting, and I want to talk about that for a second. Um... There is a joke of, like, no wonder E.T. got sick. He was running around naked eating Reese's Pieces off the floor on a strange planet. Yeah. That's a given. Um, rewatching it now, the reason E.T. gets sick in my mind now is because his people got further away. Yes. And the whole heart light thing, mm-hmm. which is literally the word they use, is heart light um, in the description. Um... That's some sort of, like, biotransmission. Um, he, like, mind links with Elliot really yeah. early on. Yeah. So, you know, there's this whole, like, oh, they're in the Star Wars universe, like, la, 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 like, oh, what, is there, are they a force-sensitive race? No, like, let, let's, like, yes, they're mentioned in both universes, but let's just, like, focus on this when I'm not going to get into the whole fact they're in... Um, in Phantom Menace. Yeah, well, that's because... Um, because Star Wars was mentioned in... 
yeah, it's it's because they made E.T. like act like he recognized the kid yeah. in the Yoda costume. Yeah. Um, but that's just because George Lucas and Steve Spielberg are friends. Yeah. Um, so he can manipulate objects, so that's telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's telekinesis, Kyle. Yeah. It's mind bullets. Um, <laughs> he, his mood alters Elliot's mood, even though they're a great distance apart. Yeah, it's an empath. Type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, it, it's, and obviously, like, the, his family being close to him, well, his same race literally resurrects him back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, Unlike in Macamy, where um, Mac's family have practically died and they are resurrected with... Like Coca-Cola. Yes, Coca-Cola. Yeah. That's yeah. the best way to save someone's life is um, put a straw in a Coca-Cola can and pour it into their mouth Yeah. while they're dead. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so Dickly Moot Moot comes back. Dickly <laughs> I was reading about the se- the the, the un- unmade sequel. To which movie? They both had unmade sequels. Uh, to E.T. Yeah. I think all the money went to that horrible Atari game that they apparently buried on the moon. Or it went to the E.T. ride at Universal Studios. Where Possibly. You, where you get to meet Dickley Moot Moot and travel to E.T.'s planet to save it. So yeah, they're botanists, they have interstellar travel... Run around naked. Um, the naked thing, to me, means no religion. Because in the creation story in the Bible, and I'm only speaking from the Bible because it's the the book I know the most, the religious text I know the most. Because you know New Zealand was a, and Ireland is a very Catholicism heavy country. Mm-hmm. Um, I think New Zealand is quite. Um, Protestant heavy though as well. So they're both Christ- Christianity heavy. Yeah. But is Catholicism big here? Because I haven't seen it I, I, big here. Yeah, I, there's there's a few Catholics. They're running around. There's a few Catholics. Yeah. Um, the, the, but I thought, would have thought the primary religion here would have been an Anglican. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Anyway. Um, irrelevant. Irrelevant. But <laughs> so in the story. Eve eats the apple and then realizes they're naked and then covers their shame. Right. So does that mean that in the in the genesis of their race, no one had shame? Or I think they're supposed to be plants. Interesting theory. Plants don't eat. Well, we did watch Farscape. <laughs> true, true. Plants can have clothes if they want to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it, Farscape is a good example. I think that's a similar... I think it's a similar thing going on with E.T. I think that's why he's got the connection to nature and why they're, like, collecting samples of, you know, plant plants. life. Uh, also in the E.T. ride... I can tell yeah, I can tell you that ET's home planet is very full of flora. It's like all flora. It's uh it's very you know, it's a I was gonna say a botanist. It's a botanist planet. I don't <laughs> think that's a word. <laughs> it is a planet full of botany. Um 
and ET is very connected to his home planet because when you bring because his when he's away from his home planet for too long, the home planet starts to die, and you have to bring ET back. Why is it all related to this one idiot? He's an you un- have to bring ET. Dick oh. Moot comes to Earth to tell you that you need to bring ET back to his planet so he can heal the planet. Okay, I have a question for you about Dickly Moot No, not about Dickly Moot Moot. Um, is ET a child or an unpaid intern? He's ten million years old. So he's an unpaid intern. Because <laughs> he has, seems to be the only one of their race who just wanders off from the group and gets lost. <laughs> he's like the equivalent of a red shirt. Good, so he's a red shirt. He's a red shirt. 100% he's a red shirt. <laughs> E.T. is a red shirt. You heard it here first, folks. E.T. is a red shirt. Yeah. He's Except they strange- come back from they go back for the corpses of the red shirts yeah. most of the time. They went back and saved him, so... He wasn't a corpse. He's more like Guy, Not a lack Guy of Friedman. Trying. Not a lack of trying. I mean, yeah, there was a corpse and then he came back. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can we talk about the police shooting the disabled child now? Yes, yes, this is my favourite <laughs> thing. So we watched... We watched the American version of Macamee, which is what we found on YouTube in 360p. Yeah. Um, the best P. Yes. And it turns out in the original cut, so in, in the cut that was released in Japan, which for the American version, they have cut some scenes, some, not scenes, it's all, it all happens in one scene. Uh, in the American version, they've cut some shots from the scene and they also have um, done ADR over some of the dialogue. Yeah. Um, and what they have cut is the disabled child. Getting uh, Eric, down. Eric, that's yeah. his name. I couldn't remember his name exactly there. It's Eric getting shot by a police officer. Yeah. And then, um, and then an explosion happens. So they keep the explosion in both versions. And then like when a doctor comes and checks him, they cut out a shot where the doctor picks up his hands and his hands are covered in Eric's blood. Yeah. Um, and then they also, you know, recorded over the bit where the doctor says he's dead and the brother goes, he's dead. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, when the alien father comes to heal him, he pulls the bullet out and throws it away, um, which is also cut out of it. Some medical advice for you folks at home. Um, don't remove bullets out of people. It's a really dumb thing to do. Well, because... he's an alien. No, and no, he no, fixed no, no. Him. Every single movie you ever get with people getting bullet wounds, what do people do in the movie? They use like a tweezers and pull it out. They're digging around inside the bullet wound, making the bullet, like the wound bleed more to dig the bullets out. Guess what? There are people out there, talk to any veteran who's been injured in the line of duty. People just come home with shrapnel inside them and they just have a special note on their medical uh, medical records saying they can't, you know, go through giant magnets anymore. And they also have that, um, I think they get cards, so when they go through airport security, they're like, hey, I've got shrapnel in my body, so right. I'm going to set the friggin' thing off. Yeah. The metal detector. But no, don't dig bullets out of people. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Because they're, they're sterile. They've been superheated. Like, you watch any any firearm demonstration where people find the bullet that's been shot, and they're like, ow, that's hot. Yes. You're fired out of a gun, of course it's hot. So the first thing you're going to do is, like, dig around in a wound is a really dumb idea. Just sew that shit up. You'll be fine. Or, actually, go see a doctor. 
Because if you clip an artery, you're pretty much screwed. And, like, yeah, just don't dig bullets out of people. Yeah, sounds like sound advice. Yeah. Also... Unless you're a medical professional. Yeah, also, as we know, uh, if you get, like, shot with an arrow, don't pull it out. Yeah, you snap it off. Or if you, like, impale yourself, don't pull it out. Yeah. Um, If you want to see what will happen... Get a balloon full of water, put a pen through it, and then pull it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Science. <laughs> um, I don't know. We've got right, right. Yeah, the yeah. police. The police gunned down the disabled child because Max, the Mac dad, well, steals a gun off a dude and just waves it around, not knowing what it is. Yeah, I assume. And then the cop uses the teenage. As a, like, human shield? Yeah, that's a bit weird. I think, I assume the shooting of Eric is the cop that, like, falls over. That was my assumption. You that's know, why you shouldn't, what did I say when we were watching the movie, the uh, Black Widow movie recently? That's why you don't have your finger on oh, the, the freaking trigger. trigger. Yeah. yeah, so I assume that's what happens. I don't think it's an intentional shooting of the child. I think it must be the cop that falls over. He must shoot, um... But they cut it from the American version. But they still have an explosion, and then they're like, it's just implied that the, there's an explosion in the distance, and then the child falls out of his wheelchair dead. Yeah. Um, and they don't even say the word dead. They say he's gone, is what they dub over it. But that still means he's dead. Yeah. It actually depends on how close you are to the explosion and what the explosion is made out of. Fair enough. Because... Um... There are fast-moving explosives and slow-moving explosives, and the difference is a pressure wave can literally explode your lungs. There was like several episodes about Myth- the MythBusters tested it with those pressure pressure. They made pressure plates. Fair. It's very interesting. The mass on it is insane. I don't know if we should talk about the similarities. There's a lot of similarities between these films. Yeah, because it but feels like Mac and Me is a copy. It's a rip-off. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I don't know how much we should talk about it. Cause it's it's Pacific Rim, Atlantic Rim. So there's obviously things like um, both families don't have a father. Yeah, which both... is, yeah, which is only seems to have negative like um, consequences in... Um, E.T. Because e. it's a recent split, I think, is the implication yeah. of E.T. So, um, in Mac and Me, I don't think the dad's ever mentioned. It's just a single mom with two kids. And Who then... moves from a small state to California to work at Sears, which, and then they have, like, an amazing house. Yeah. I don't know how much, like, was she the manager? Maybe? Or maybe the father died and they used insurance money to buy the house. Yeah, but then why would you move I don't know. states? I don't know. Um, she could be the manager, because she was like, the one scene we see her working, she's like showing someone around. True. Uh, but I don't know. Um, I wonder if I can... F- no, no I, don't. I don't think I'll be able to find out the salary <laughs> band for Sears managers in the 1980s <laughs> on Google without spending 30 minutes looking. Yeah, um... Yeah, so the dad's never mentioned in Mechamy, uh, whereas in E.T. Um, they talk about, or Elliot brings up that the dad is in Mexico with his new girlfriend and yeah. upsets, upsets the mother, and then later on they think Elliot's run away because of the separation. Mm. Um, obviously, E.T. is named E.T. because of extraterrestrials, so Mac is a mysterious alien creature. Um, they both communicate telepathically or some kind of empathically with their families. Cause yeah. 
because Mac does it. He knows what it they, looks like around where his family are. They wait till dusk and then they whistle and then make that weird hand signal, which like is how children catch balls, and they and they do this, yeah, which you can't see. But yep. Lisa can, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I was going to say it's like a chalice shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Um, and then Mac is able to somehow visualize where they are. And um, and then both Mac and, e- and E.T. show their respective children um, cutouts from paper media to show them how to contact their family. Yeah. So uh, Mac has got like an ad for... Wix and is that what it's called? Wix? I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. I don't remember. It was a big W. Yeah. Um, and pictures of horses, and it's because his family are out in the middle of the Mojave Desert around horses near a sign for a new. Can I shop. point out um, how it doesn't like in in ET mm-hmm. like the government is there. Well, the scientist who's, like, the good scientist keys. with the keys. Yeah. He's, like, there at the landing site. hmm Then he's there at the end, and he's, like, talking to Elliot and being, like, you know, we, we have to help him. Like, how do we help him? Like, yeah. you know, it's not your fault. Like, you know, he's being an adult to a child and, like, reassuring him and doing all the right things while yeah. people are actually trying to help. Yes. And they've been doing, like, surveillance for days. And, like, doing detection for days. And yes. there's a big lead-up to them finding E.T. Yeah. Versus in Mac and Me, they have a power cut and the government just turns up and is like, well, cl- they're different states. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so there's I, like... Where did they come from before? Like, I don't know if they... If they Idaho? Oh, no, sorry, they came from Illinois. They Illinois. Came, yeah, they came from Illinois because he's wearing Chicago Bears shirts the whole time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they came from Illinois. And they're in California. Um, so they they cross the state line. They cross several state lines. So, but so I don't know. I don't know where the Mac incident happened. Well, I don't think that me, was in Illinois. I would have thought Texas or somewhere. It's probably Arizona. I was gonna say it's probably Arizona. Yeah. So it's um, probably crossing from Arizona into California. That or yeah. does that go through Nevada? Arizona, or does Arizona share a border? I'm trying to find Illinois on the map. No, Illinois is way up north, so they would have been driving for days together. They would have been on Route 66, is it? No. Oregon. Is Route 66 the one that goes all the way from Chicago to L.A.? Uh, I'm having a look now. Uh, okay. I think five? I've got a five here. Okay, I don't think you have great um understanding of the united states well i'm trying to look it on a <laughs> on google maps right this second so you I'm know but i mean like i i'm somewhere have an understanding north, of where north they are pacific right now um yeah no they would have to go no you can cross straight from arizona into california there is border down the the south i thought you might because the only time i've done it was through nevada but that was because we were staying in vegas um so arizona does border california what are you looking for? So they must have been in... Ar- Illinois is all the way up here. And California is in here. Okay. So they, would have- so they were somewhere in the desert. Yeah, the Mojave Desert. Yeah. Which is California. Mm-hmm. It's California into... The, the, the desert, basically. There's desert 
from California, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico. No, I'm saying so. Mac gets in the car. Yeah. When they're in like in a like there was he escapes from the military base. Yeah. Ends up on the road. Yeah. Ends up in the car after causing the massive traffic incident. Yeah. Um. Then the kid goes to sleep and wakes up in them entering L.A. I don't think it's L.A. that they're in. Well, they're entering, isn't it? I thought they were in like a smaller town in California. Well, I'm just getting confused about the sequence. Oh, yeah, I'm getting confused about the sequence where it's looking into. Because he's in the, um, they're in the uh, hills in uh, E.T., right? In E.T., um, they're also in California, but uh, apparently roughly around Lake Tahoe. Oh, okay. The, so they're entering the, a large... The, the view down from the mountain or from yeah. hills is in E.T., not yeah. in Mac and Me. No, because Mac and Me, it isn't... Is it in L.A.? I'm pretty sure it's set in L.A. because I remember... Because uh, GTA Five is based on L.A. Yeah. And there is a massive... Um, wind farm. Okay, but there can be multiple wind farms. True. In a country. But, like, out, <laughs> just outside the city? Yes, that would make sense. There's, okay. there's a, here's, here's a newsflash for you. There's a wind farm just outside of Wellington. Yeah, but outside of Wellington isn't a desert. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, it must be here. It must be here somewhere. Um... Uh, I was right. It's L.A. It's as near Los Angeles. L- Los Angeles is massive. Yeah, California is massive. Yeah, okay. They're, I'm pretty sure they're in a... They're, like, it does not look like... Where they are living is does not look like Los Angeles. I know you've been to LAX, but you... <laughs> I was in I, the airport, damn it. I don't know if you've seen much of L.A. It, it big. Yeah, but that's because we didn't have a window seat. True. I didn't have a window seat the entire time, actually. True. Actually. That's because when we were booking, you said you didn't want one, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So. Um, oh, and the Wikipedia page that says Eric is killed by a stray bullet. Oh, there you go. You, Palmdale. Palmdale? Is that an actual place? Yeah, Los Angeles County. Los Angeles County. Is where Eric gets shot. Palmdale is a city in California. Now we're, now we're just looking at Wikipedia for Californian cities. Yeah. It's um, in Antelope Valley. There you go. It's separated from Los Angeles by some mountains. Well, that explains the mountains in the movie then, doesn't it? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, is that, like, it's unbelievable the government goons can find Mac... Based on a power outage. Oh, we would have seen that from the plane, actually, because we saw those mountains. Um, based on the the distance they travelled. Right. Like, the only thing they have to go off is the fact that the power went out. Yeah. And the guy who was waving the torch is like... And the kid's like, that was the guy that was looking in the yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He disappears. Yeah, because um, there's a power outage, and that drew drew the government to their neighborhood. It like, doesn't make any sense, because he also, like, they immediately identify which house it is, even though there's nothing to identify it. Yeah. And then they wait outside it, and then when um, Eric leaves, he dresses Mac up in a teddy bear costume. Oh, my God, it's so creepy. And he goes off with the neighbor, and then the 
government car follows the neighbor rather than get, go into the house and investigate anything. Yeah. They follow the neighbor's car. And then Eric's brother says to the neighbor's daughter, and they have traveled separately in a separate vehicle. He's like, They've, those goons followed me from the house. He wasn't even at the house. Yeah. And they, they didn't follow him because they were still there after he left and they followed the other car. And they're also just going to snatch a... I love that. He just got new microchips. Yeah, the yeah. excuse of why the bear no, could move. it doesn't make any sense. Um, and then in E.T., they're also stationed outside the house, but they're there for several days, and then they wait until the house is empty, and then they go in and yeah. look, and it makes sense. Yeah. Because that makes logical sense. But also, they're just the government goons are just going to burst in during the dance number in the McDonald's yes, to what? steal the teddy bear. And, they're like, so, and then they're just, like, so obvious about it. And also, the brother is like, we can't, you know, they're saying, like, we can't let them know that he's here. We're, you know, they're all going to believe he's just a toy. And then as soon as the goons come in the room, he's like, no, what did he do to you? You can't take him. It's yeah. like, you just made it really obvious that yeah. he's there. Like, you know, what happened to this weird play along this pretend he's a toy thing that you were saying five seconds ago. I've decided I hate Mac and me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Um, oh, no, it's just, it's very, there's a lot of frustrating aspects of it. But I did, I've already covered the positive at the beginning. That's the only positive thing about him. That the child was disabled. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's the way that they handle disability yeah, 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 in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not that the best thing about it is that the child is disabled. Yeah. No, it's. I. Th- I think they did a good job handling disability in the movie. Yeah. Um. But other than that, they did terrible at literally everything else they attempted. Can we talk about the ending of Mac and Me? You mean where they become U.S. citizens immediately? Yeah. It takes. I googled it. It takes five years. Yeah. Think about how long I've been trying to, like, even become a resident in New Zealand. Yeah. And how hard that has been and how invasive it has been. The kids had not aged at all. No. Um, between the moment where, like, there was, like, the police were so trying they, to have a shootout yeah, so with the aliens. From, so they have a shootout with the aliens. They blow up a building. They res- resurrect a, a child in a wheelchair. And then, that the police killed, yes, and then automatically they make you a citizen. And then suddenly they're at a citizenship ceremony, and, yeah. they're, and they're all wearing, they're all fully clothed. Yeah, and then the dad is able to drive a car. Yeah, and it's none and, of that and explained. Then, and then, and then they have the big bubble thing that comes out saying, <laughs> we'll, "We'll be right, we'll be back." Um, and then there was never a sequel because it was so badly received. But it's just a terrible movie. But there was supposed to be a sequel, and there was supposed to be a sequel to ET as well. But. Don't make sequels to things that don't need sequels, folks. Well, that's why they didn't, because Spielberg was like, uh, it wouldn't have been anything except a cash grab, and I don't want that. Yeah. We told the story we want to tell in the original. Yeah, you can't have James Cameron walk into the room and write alien, and then a dollar symbol, and then put an S on it, and then turn it into a dollar symbol. (laughs) E.T. dollar. Yeah. (laughs) E.T.'s dollar symbol. Do you know that sometimes E.T. was played by a 12-year-old boy with no legs? No, I didn't know that. Well, there you go. We'll have to wait for our Dawn of the Dead episode. Um, <laughs> spoilers. Because um, I know all the actors. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't know. It's just... Mac and me's painful, folks. Yeah. And because uh, we got interrupted or we went on a tangent earlier, we didn't actually talk about the child dialogue in, in Mac and me, but it is terrible. 
Yeah. Is pretty terrible. Gertie's dialogue is amazing. Elliot's is believable. The older brother, like him calling his older brother penis breath. Is ad-libbed by the child. Yeah, it's all fantastic. <laughs> that was not a, uh, that was not in the script. Yeah. Um, they said, they told him to say something insulting. Yeah. Was the instruction. And he called him penis breath. Yeah. And so the, 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 um, the mother then when she's like, reprimanding him for it laughs but it's but the actress's yeah. legitimate reaction because she was not expecting him you know it's like say something insulting you're expected to be like you, you stupid or something yeah. like penis breath um yeah apparently uh drew barrymore did a whole lot of ad-libbing in it as well um and that's probably a part of why the dialogue does feel so natural yeah. is that the kids got to well obviously there was a script because i have heard about movies i watched a drew gooden video recently that was talking about a movie that was like all the dialogue made no sense and then it turned out that like there was a blooper reel at the end and it was the director saying to the kids like just say something funny just say something funny now no just say something funny and the kids just sitting there awkwardly yeah kids don't know how to be funny (laughs) exactly whereas in this obviously there is a script and it is a well-written script but they also allow them to you know be kids um, so I think a lot of, not, I don't know how much, I don't know how much of Drew Barrymore's dialogue was ad-libbed, but certainly parts of it were. The bit where she says, I don't like his feet. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was because, um, it was a scene where they were shooting with the robot yeah. and it, they didn't have a bottom of it. So it was just wires coming out of the bottom of it. <laughs> so she just looked at it and went, I don't like his feet. So in the movie, they've, they've superimposed a, like a, they've put in afterwards a yeah. shot of his feet first yeah. and then her saying then. And then I presume that um, Elliot's response to her was also ad-libbed since her line wasn't in the script. His couldn't have been either where he's like, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, they're just feet, you twerp or something like that. Because you told me something when we were watching the ending of the movie that you haven't mentioned. Right, that she thought he was a real alien. (laughs) I think that's adorable. That's just so cute. Um, Because she understood that they were acting and that he was acting. Yeah. Um, you know, she understood, she, she had been in other things. She was well accustomed to filming and, you know, and, uh, her pa- I think both her parents are actors. Is that right? I'm not sure. Um, or at least involved in the film industry. Yeah. Um, and she, so she, she knew and understood that what was going on and that it was acting and that it was a script and, you know, um, but she did think that E.T. was a real alien and, um, so they filmed everything in chronological order so that their reaction saying goodbye to E.T. would be real. And the reason she's so upset is because she's saying goodbye to her, what she thought was her alien friend, I guess. It's so cute. I just think that's the most adorable thing. <laughs> she's such a sweet little child in it. And just the idea that she was like, oh, it's my, my colleague, the alien, is <laughs> going home. Um... Yeah, because the other the other bit that I know she ad libbed was um, the bit where uh, where Elliot tells her that uh, only only small children can can see him. She turns around and goes, "Give me a break." <laughs> That's just Drew Barrymore, <laughs> which is so cute. Um, but yeah, so they obviously let the kids ad lib a little bit and be kids. Um, I also appreciate that like. Um, Elliot had a whole load of Star Wars figures. I assume that scene was ad libbed. Yeah. Where they just have him like showing E.T. all the things that he has on the desk and explaining them to them. 
where he's like, oh, yeah, and, you know, these are, these are, you know, here's Lando, Calrissian, and Boba Fett, and whatever, and then he's like, and, uh, you know, here's a peanut, you eat these, but not this one, uh, it's got money inside, it's fake, and he's <laughs> like, and uh, here's this thing, and here's a car, we... We drive around in these. And then eat each other's eat it. Yeah. yeah. But I used to, like, I have to assume that whole sequence was just, the instruction was just explain these items yeah. to E.T. Because um, it feels very natural. And I don't think you could script all that dialogue. It, it would feel too stilted, you know what I mean? So that's the trivia section. We covered the section of <laughs> um, how little money Mac and me made, even though it's a giant Coca-Cola uh, ad placement. Um, we could do more trivia. There's so much trivia about ET in the world. Of course, there is. There's so much. I don't, what do I have in the? Oh yeah, the I've, trivia. I've, the trivia for Mac and Me is is a terrible movie. I've literally said all of the trivia for Mac and Me like just throughout the episode, except that it was Jennifer Aniston's debut. Yeah. Um, but she's uncredited as an extra, and you see her for a second. Mm. Um, like I had to go back to look for her because I was like I didn't even notice her. Um, in terms of E.T. trivia, I think I've covered most of it as well. Oh, yeah, this is my favorite piece of trivia just because of how relevant it is to the episode, which is um, that Steven Spielberg was asked a few years after Mac and Me was released why he never took legal actions over the obvious uh, script similarities to E.T. And his response was, here we go, quote, word for word, I didn't want to be responsible for making people curious to watch it. <laughs> so Spielberg hated it so much he didn't want to be the reason anyone watched it. He didn't it. want to sue them just so they got popular. That's yeah, yeah. Great. He didn't want people to be like, oh, it's a E.T. ripoff. Oh, they hadn't heard of it. Let me go watch it. Yeah, that's great. Um, which I love. Also, apparently, and this hasn't come up. I thought this might come up in the episode, so I took the note. Um, because it's something that comes up a lot in our episodes is that apparently a lot of people suggest that E.T. has um, Christian allegories in it. Well, there is a moment where he does appear to be Jesus. Um, Steven Spielberg says no, 100% no. And what he said was, if he ever made a Christian allegory in a film, his mother, a devout Jew, would never forgive him. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fair. Um... There is a sequence where he gets out of the back of the van and he's got the heart light glowing right. and it does he's look like, like that painting of, of, of Jesus after the, the resurrection where yeah. he's got the... The, the sacred heart. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, it was the highest grossing movie of all time worldwide at the time that it was released and continued to be until Jurassic Park was released 11 years later. Nice. Well done, Spielberg. And uh, adjusted for inflation, it's the fourth highest grossing movie of all time today. Nice. Still. So that's pretty good. It's also the movie, it holds the record for the longest theatrical run, because it was in theatres for over a year. Wow. Um, which is pretty cool. Because uh, that's not normally the case. Yeah. But that, we do live in a straight-to-streaming service um, environment now, because it used yeah. to be, like, straight-to, um, like, movie rental. Because mm-hmm. movie rental was a huge, because, like, the VHS... Um, market was massive for movie rentals so people wanted to see the movies in their home theatres um, and then obviously DVDs were released and it was the same thing and people were more f- focused on DVDs including myself mm. um, and obviously Blu-ray came again and now with streaming services it's like we like movies seem to be gone by the time like 
as adults with like stuff to do, we only go to the movies if it's for the podcast or we we get free tickets from um, from uh, distributors in New Zealand. Shout out to the New Zealand distributors that give us free tickets. Um, <laughs> we we also go. Um, a friend of ours hosts. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Savory Cinema Club. Yeah, here's a here's a plug for Savory Cinema Club. I don't know if you can find that if you Google it. Yeah, but it's uh he basically he rents out a cinema and puts on a movie that no one knows what it is until the movie is playing. Yeah. Um, about once a month we're going to one. Oh well, I was gonna say we're going to one this weekend, but actually, when this podcast comes out, it'll be a week and a half ago. A yeah. week and a half ago, because it's Halloween. So they can't mob us there. Um, yeah. <laughs> our, 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 our dozens of fans. Um, yeah, all our all our Kiwi fans showing up at Savory Cinema Club. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's 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 a very interesting market because like what happened with Black Widow. Mm. Um, obviously, it was COVID related, but still, it's 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 very similar. This whole idea that like a movie plays for like what like a couple. Of, it's like six weeks now, isn't it? It's like bugger all. Mm. And then within three months, it's like DVD release or streaming service release, depending like... Yeah. Like and why would you bother buying a Marvel movie now? You can just buy a Disney Plus subscription and watch all of them, including all the TV shows, all the weird unreleased like mini clip things like the Team Thor and all the I Am Group. Yeah, I think um, that was also, I mean, I know it was the 80s, so it wasn't a streaming service thing, but that was part of why E.T. ran for so long, Yeah, was that Spielberg refused to release it on home video. That's fair, because it was a big thing at the time that people were worried that home video would kill the, the movie market. Yeah, so he wanted to not put it on home video because he wanted to be able to re-release it again in future and yeah. have people come see it again. Um, and then he only eventually conceded years down the line to having it released on VHS um, because he got so many complaints from people that the only copy they could get was a shitty pirate copy. <laughs> and he was like, fine. And then when they released it, they released them on green plastic VHS tapes so that they couldn't be copied as easily. Weird. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I thought you were going to say Laserdisc. No. Um, you know, it was VHS. They did do VHS. I wonder if Laser, uh, Laserdisc ever came out for ET. I don't know. Well, he didn't want it to be on any yeah, true. video. But then, obviously, they did the 20th anniversary DVD, and now yeah. they've got it on Blu-ray, you know. So they've they've done it. But, uh, yeah, certainly at the time, he didn't want it released at home video, and that's probably why it got such a long theatrical release. But it was more common back then anyway, because, you know, the original Star Wars, I think, got 44 weeks. Um, Back to the Future was in cinemas for 30-something weeks as well, so it was a bit more common. Speaking of Back to the Future, that's the only other thing I want to touch on with these films that I forgot about, was uh, music. No, oh, John Williams. Because the, well, no, John Williams didn't do Back to the Future, Alan Silvestri did, who did the music for Mac and Me. Oh, God, the, mu <laughs> the music doesn't even make sense to the scenes. No, in. it starts off with like this like weird... I just think they must have not given him proper cues for what was going on because like the beginning is like this weird like wacky happy-go-lucky wholesome music while they're like on an on a desert planet and then getting sucked up into a human like lander that's and it's like but it's still playing this like happy wacky music um whereas on the other hand you have one of the most amazing and memorable scores of all time by john williams yeah um 
part of which I found out um, was, I didn't take this down, but I remember reading it. Um, I think it's the ending sequence. It must, I don't know if it was like the big theme or if it's another part of it. Uh, he was having trouble trying to match it to the to the film, what he wanted to do, and was like having trouble composing. And Spielberg literally said to him, okay, we're going to turn off the film, conduct the orchestra the way you would as if you were in a concert hall. Mm. And then he re-edited the film to match the music. Mm. Um, and then Williams went on to win the Oscar for it. Um, and rightfully so. It is a stunning piece of composition. Yeah, It's so good. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Fair enough. Just a shout out to John Williams. Not that he needs one because everyone yeah. knows and loves him, but you know, I kind of forget how good. I'm gonna have that score stuck in my head for weeks. Yeah, I forget too. just how good it is until you're in there listening to it, and it's like, I find I feel the same about the Jurassic Park score. Yeah, that's the only score I can ever remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only music I remember, folks. I can't. I, I, I've got so many songs, so many bands that I like, but the only thing I can remember is the theme to Rex at Park. Yeah. yeah. I do the Back to the Future theme. I was like, quite regularly, I will like, just be like, thinking of something else and just be like, and I'm just like, why am I doing this? Just comes out of my brain. It's just in there forever. But I, sorry, Alan Silvestri, I do love your Back to the Future music, but I won't be doing that with Mac and me. I've already erased it all from my mind. Erase what from your mind? any piece of music that happened in that movie what movie <laughs> and that's how you should be folks at home do not watch Mac and Me <laughs> or do you know it's a free don't, world don't do it's it it's a free world a little it bit is, of chaos it is free on YouTube in 360p <laughs> um, uh, yeah if so if you do want to torture yourself I guess do it but it is just a very long just comment Coca-Cola. comment below how long you made it into the movie comment below yeah, um, on our discord yes I was going to say speaking of which uh, you can find our discord server link in the show notes and uh, I've put it on twitter and instagram and I'll do that again um, so join our discord server if you have discord or if you want to join discord um, and let us know where you're listening from. We have a episode discussions um, channel where you can tell us what you think of any particular episodes. We have a suggestions or feedback channel so that you can go into and suggest future episodes if you want to do that. And or tell uh, us how annoying we are and what we should do better on the podcast. Yeah, with with you know constructive criticism. Yeah, or non-constructive criticism if if you really feel like it. But right. you know, if you want to, they can be aimed towards Lisa. That's fine. <laughs> um, and also um, many pictures of our producer Strider. Yes. Um, which, as I know, because I've heavily researched this, there is no other place on the internet where you can get free pictures of cats, folks. <laughs> Only on our Discord. Only on our Discord. It's yeah. where you get the free picture of the cats. Yeah. Um, there's also emojis of our cat because yeah. he's wonderful and we love him. Yeah. And he produces this podcast. Yeah. Um, there's also pictures of my mom's cat because my mom has posted pictures of a cat. She has three cats, so I expect more of those. And Jake is the cutest. Jake is adorable. Our website is... Uh, it takes takestwo.co.nz and you can find us on Twitter and... Facebook and, and I don't know you do <laughs> yeah, this so Twitter, well. Twitter and Instagram uh, at uh, it takes two underscore pod and Facebook at it takes two pod. 
um, so yeah, you can find us all those places. Let us know what you think of the episode or other episodes we should do or leave a review anywhere that you're listening if you wish to do so. It would be appreciated. Yeah, go home and enjoy, or wherever you are, enjoy a nice Coca-Cola that is not forced ad placement. Yes, or... Or Coca-Cola, give me money. <laughs> or enjoy drink of choice. Yeah. I, right. I'm a Pepsi man. <laughs> uh, I just realized I was drinking Diet Coke while we were watching Mac and Me. I, I didn't did even not even find that ironic that you were doing that, but I didn't notice. <laughs> I didn't even think about it till right now. I was drinking Diet Coke watching Mac and Me. Oh my God, I'm a sellout. All right. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Take care and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.